Republican. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a truthican. And the truth, as I see it, is that we've been divided in this country by design by people who benefit from that division. And it's not going to turn out well for 99% of us unless we all come together as one human race, realize we have all the power, and tell the establishment to go fuck themselves. Before Trump won, then everybody was like, these election machines are all fucked up. They shouldn't be connected to the internet and wire their computers inside them when they just got to count shit. But then Biden won and they were like, no, they're fine now. If you're not smart enough to be my friend, fuck you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Again Podcast, episode 56. I'm your host, Tim Gaither. That's your other host, Mike Baldwin. And uh, we are two professional stand-up comedians, but we're very intrigued about things going on in the country right now. We're going to talk mainly today about the uh, 9-11 anniversary and the uh, controversy surrounding that for the last 20 years, at least to the people looking into it a little bit, and uh, a little bit about Joe Biden's impeachment, or at least the uh, talks of it. And uh, yeah, I became a teacher this week, and Mike just got back from Duluth, Minnesota, kicking ass out there at some comedy club. And how you doing, man? Not bad. Hopefully you can hear me. And if you can't, then just pretend like you can. <laughs> okay. Because we'll fix it all in the editing. Uh, but yeah, things are pretty good. Uh, I had a fun time in Duluth. Uh, I'm broke as fuck still. Hopefully when the special comes out, it's awesome. And I become a millionaire and I can pay all of my many, many debts off. But yeah, for now, uh, Kevin McCarthy finally jumped in and decided to. I, he didn't decide to impeach Joe Biden, but he decided to look in, do an inquiry on whether they should impeach or not, which is closer than we've been so far. So we'll see about that. We got a few videos on it and we've got some 9-11 stuff. Uh, so we can jump right into it if you want to, unless you got a cool story to tell or something. No, not really. I became a teacher this week with my boy. We're uh, sent him to this uh, school two days a week, and then my wife and I have to homeschool him the rest of the time. And yesterday was my time, and uh, I did pretty well, not to brag or anything, but I was very surprised that he would listen to me and, and sit there for as long as he did. And uh, it was easy. I mean, he's only four. It's not like I'm teaching him trigonometry or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you with your big whiteboard, and you're like, no, X equals seven. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely not going to happen. I, I did math one and two in high school and barely passed those. So uh, anything to do with math will be on my wife. Yeah, man, I got uh, this is a pointless story, but I'm going to tell it. Uh, I did really good in math up until uh, my freshman year. And in eighth grade, we got to take some test or whatever. And so I got to skip algebra one because I already knew algebra in eighth grade. So uh freshman year i was supposed to take geometry but they took me and about 20 other kids and they put us in the experimental geometry class which was in the computer lab taught by mr harris the computer teacher and we did everything on computers so we didn't have to learn anything we just typed everything into the computer printed it out and got all a's so then my sophomore year they put me in algebra 2 and I didn't know what the hell was going on. So by the time I became a senior, I needed one half credit of math to graduate. And I took applied math too. 
and uh, got like 107% because it was just all so easy. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not. I, I, I was like you as far as uh, add, subtract, multiply, divide. I was really quick at all that stuff. And then when we got to like, I don't know, high school or whenever the real stuff started, um, all of a sudden I just was terrible at it. And I know that you have to like follow every step in math. That's kind of a big part of it. Um, and speaking of math, um, there are tons of architects and engineers, uh, people who are really good at math, who say that the official story of 9-11 is a complete crock of shit. I don't know if I mentioned that on the last one. I think I did about AE 9-11 for truth. I think there's like 35 architects and engineers that are like, this is impossible. Um, and I was trying to remember exactly what all we, we did talk about in the last episode regarding 9-11. Um, I know that we didn't mention that Marvin Bush, uh, George Bush's little brother, was the head of security. I, I'm not sure of his exact title, but he was the main guy for the security for the World Trade Centers and for United Airlines, which um, I can't remember the name of the company, but he was the main guy. And I just find that all very intriguing. Um, I'm sure it's, it's just, just a coincidence. coincidence. Probably just a coincidence. Um, and I think I mentioned this last time too, but I don't think like George Bush was like the mastermind behind 9-11. I think that's part of why he brought in Dick Cheney was just to be like, what are we doing today, Dick? You know, like, <laughs> he had no idea ever what was going on. I mean, up until Biden came along, Bush was just the guy who was like, he's like a frat guy who was like, you know, you got the answers to the test. Where are they? You know, like... I do a joke in my act that doesn't get much of a laugh because people don't remember that far back. But they say that George Bush graduated from Yale with a C average. And my joke is that's the conspiracy theory, because there's no way that that guy graduated from Yale with a C average, like legitimately, you know, um, because he's just the worst to me. And there's a video out there that I was trying to find. And I think they've taken it off the Internet, even off the sites like BitChute, where they pimp conspiracies so to speak but there was a video of a guy asking him and he was almost like joking like not joking but he he asked the president this question but you could tell even the reporter didn't believe it like uh, there's someone people say that you had prior knowledge of inside prior knowledge of 9-11 um, that it was going to happen beforehand and the reporter kind of laughed about it like that i know it's an absurd question but i have to ask it and dude you talk about a kid who got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Uh, George Bush was the stumblingest, mumblingest person you have ever seen in your life. He was like, oh, it's an absurd accusation. I mean, he was just so like, like he was caught and he never thought in a million years that he would be caught. Like everyone behind the scenes had been like, you're not going to get caught. You're fine, George. This We're going to take care of everything. And he's like, you sure? And they're like, yeah, dude, it's fine. And then they asked him the question and he's like, you can uh, see it all over his face. He was, I wish we had the video so bad, but he's just like, he's just like, and they told me you'd never ask that. You could tell that's what he wanted to say, but it's very, very like, Holy shit, man, that guy is hiding something. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I was looking on rumble to see if I could find it quickly, but I can't. So whatever, but we do have some, some random nine 11 videos. I guess we can start with, uh, the nicest one, which is uh, there was a rainbow. 
a symbol can mean different things to different people, but a lot of people thought there was something very, very special about this thing. You saw that yesterday. Here in New York, the wow. double rainbow. It appeared in New York City yesterday on the 22nd anniversary of 9-11. It happened late in the afternoon. It was a really cloudy, rainy day. Y'all yeah. saw it was like oh, yeah. rocking and rolling, the thunder and lightning. Well, and then that came up. That's and exactly. so, wow. That's, That's a really cool Social media view was flooded. There. People took pictures from all over town. Some rainbows just seemed to spring right out of the side of the former Twin Towers in Manhattan. I mean, you could, you could keep watching him and oh, watching him. Yeah. It's hard cool. not to be moved by that. I mean, and also it just, you see a rainbow from time to time. Yes. But something like that, a double rainbow, so visible. Anyway, I mean, all right, I don't give a fuck what she thinks about a rainbow, but... That was kind of nice, but then now let's get into actual 9-11 stuff. First, we'll just show, uh, this is a, uh, it pisses me off because this video doesn't go all the way to the end, but this is a good, for anybody that's under like 20 that just really has no idea about that day, uh, here's a, uh, this is like eight hours worth of shit crammed into a minute and a half so they did like 50 times speed or something but it still gives you an idea just all the smoke coming out of there they slow it down before the second plane hits here and then they speed it back up again and you just see and then here in a, a few seconds when the building falls, just all of the smoke that just engulfs the entire city, man. It's crazy to think about standing down there. Like if you were within several blocks, then you're just getting completely engulfed in smoke. There's the tower falling down. And then they speed it up again, and you just see all the smoke go everywhere. That was a crazy day. Oh, I think your mic is muted, and it says that your mic is not connected. So you work on that. Well, you get the idea. It basically fills up all of that shit. While you're working on microphone stuff, here's George Bush talking about the it Bush a little bit. The Bush administration will allow National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice to testify publicly before the 9-11 Commission. For President Bush, it was a dramatic reversal. I've ordered this level of cooperation because I consider it necessary to gaining a complete picture of the months... And even the president and vice president agreed to meet with the commission, but with a catch. They insisted on meeting together behind closed doors and not under oath. President, why are you and the vice president insisting on appearing together before the 9-11 commission? Because the 9-11 commission, commission wants to ask us questions. That's why we're meeting and I look forward to meeting with them and answering their questions. Uh, why you're appearing together rather than separately, which was their request? Because it's a good chance for both of us to answer questions that the 9-11 Commission is uh, looking forward to asking us, and I'm looking forward to answering them. Let's see. We have to have one story, so I'll say part, and if I get it wrong, hedge a little bit and give me the next. I want to thank the chairman and vice chairman for giving us a chance to share views on, a, on, on, on different subjects. 
And uh, they had a lot of good questions. And uh, it was, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I took the time. What topic did the commissioners want to spend most of the time on? Uh, I, I really, I, probably best that I not go into the details of the conversation. The president and vice president of the United States, don't you think they should be able to stand up and, and, and speak their own words? They should go under oath. They should be, yeah, in public. Don't you think that the families deserve to have a transcript or to be able to see what you Adam, said? Adam, you asked me that question yesterday. I got the same answer, yeah. We've talked about Building 7 before. And, uh, well, here, I'll let... <laughs> I'll, we talked to, like, we've got science experts and shit. Here's a science expert, Jesse Ventura. Seems would, we're not. What would you have done on September the 12th, 2001? What would you have done if you'd been president? What would I have done? Yeah. I would have done a legitimate, a legitimate investigation to find out what exactly happened on 9-11. How did they know who did this so quickly like they did Lee Harvey Oswald? How quick they knew Lee Harvey Oswald well, we killed because, Kennedy. Because the people who did it were identified and we knew who they were. Well, then why couldn't we have stopped them beforehand if they were identified and we knew who it they were? It was a failure of intelligence. Everyone's accepted No, it that. wasn't. We knew before with Condoleezza Rice's memo on August 6th when it stated right in the memo, bin Laden to steal planes and run them into buildings. And more stuff is coming out now also, how much the Bush administration ignored the intelligence. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. Oh, come off it, Jesse. Let no, not oh, come off it. Every, wait a minute. No. Every war no, fought no, no, starts no. with a false flag operation. You can't, in all seriousness, sit there and try and make out anybody. Uh, okay, in the let me ask you this, Piers. Wait a minute. Let me, wait, wait. let me ask you something. How, many, how much studying have you actually done of 9-11 other than what, what the government's told you and what mainstream media has told actually. you? I was editor, I've been studying it for years. I was editor of a national newspaper. I've, I've talked to people. we covered it in minute. depth every day for really? five, six months. Really? So I know a lot about it. Well, one then thing how I do come, know is... Let me ask you this you then. You cannot say that any member of the Bush administration knew it was going to happen or wanted it to happen. It's a ridiculous thing to say. Ridiculous. Okay, let's talk about your BBC. I have a tape of a BBC reporter broadcasting directly back to England talking about a third building has collapsed, World Trade Center Building 7, talks for 27 minutes. All the while she's talking, World Trade Center Building 7 is still standing right behind her. It didn't fall for another half hour, yet they were doing a pre-broadcast back to England no. that, the, yes, it's true, no, you need to that take this a building here. fell and it hadn't fallen yet. If you're trying to make out the British Broadcasting Company, one of the most respected news organizations in the world, was inventing huge buildings falling over, you, need to, have a little, you need to have a break, Jesse. We'll come back after the break Are and we'll talk about Israel Are and you Iran. you kidding me? This is a fact, my friend. Man, it is so gross, dude. Pierce Morgan's a piece of shit, and BBC is uh, the CNN of England, Yep, for, for one thing. Um, and something I wanted to say about that rainbow deal, yeah, it was a feel-good story and all that, but I think that was God saying truth is coming. The, the people who are behind this are going to be um, found out because I, you know, the more I read the Bible, the more I'm like... I don't know, man. That just that, that wasn't just some coincidence. Like, oh, that's this is so nice to memorialize. I mean, I have to remember that innocent people did die and all that because I get so mad about the fact that people 
you know, if, if I'm sure we're going to show building seven, uh, videos, um, but it fell in six seconds into its own footprint was hit by nothing. And the official NIST report is because of office fires. I mean, it, it's, it just blows my mind. Scott McKay would say they're being, people are being, um, intellectually dishonest when they come to that conclusion like yeah i guess that's what would happen there's absolutely no way that would happen just like i i don't know if we have videos of the actual towers falling but they fell when they started to fall it took 11 seconds a piece for them to fall and you showed that video of them literally turning to powder and why would a plane going in and even if it got super hot on that floor why would it make a hundred a hundred stories or whatever it was underneath where the plane hit turn to powder that way it, it makes zero sense i got a d in every math class i ever took except for college algebra where i cheated and got a c um but i know that that is not what would happen you know i mean i remember when i was 23 and i watched it happen i thought well i guess that makes sense but now that i've watched it i'm just like there's no fucking way man yep sorry all right. Well, yeah, I wanted to do this one next because this follows up with exactly what Jesse Ventura was just saying. This is the BBC reporting that Building 7 had fallen well before Building 7 fell. Okay. Now, more on the latest building collapse in New York. You might have heard a few moments ago I was talking about the Salomon Brothers building collapsing. And indeed it has. It seems that this was not a result of a new attack. It was because the uh, building had been weakened. Uh, during this morning's attacks. We'll probably find out more now about that from our correspondent, Jane Stanley. Jane, what more can you tell us about the Salomon Brothers building and its collapse? Well, only really what you already know. Details are very, very sketchy. As you can see behind me, the uh, Trade Center appears to be still burning. We see these huge clouds of smoke and ash, and we know that behind that, there's an empty piece of what was a very familiar New York skyline, a symbol of the financial prosperity of this city, but uh, completely disappeared now, and New York is still unable to take on board what has happened to them today. So there's that, and then that leads into this guy talking about Building 7. You want to watch him? Yes. I just titled it Building 7 Foreign Guy, but this does, and this is total conspiracy theory. I have no fucking evidence of this or anything, but it's super interesting. Seven seconds, straight down on its own footprint. Yes, almost with the speed of free fall, yeah. as, as, uh, exactly as the and Twin Towers in a cloud of dust. Yes, yes, you can see it. Yeah. You can see even the delaying dust from the top, but the mechanic of collapse looks a little bit different compared to the World Trade Center uh, Twin Towers. The difference is like this. Uh, this is the height of the Twins, World Trade Center 1 and 2. And this is the height of the World Trade Center 7. So, when the nuclear explosion produced a crushed and damaged zone, the crushed zone was about this high and the damaged zone about that high. So this part was undamaged. This part was represented by debris of various sizes. And this part was a complete dust. So this one is complete dust. Okay, when we talk about the World Trade Center 7, 
Under it was also 150 kiloton nuclear charge, and it produced exactly the same size of explosion. But the crushed zone was able to reach until the very top of the tower. So there was no heavy undamaged zone like this in the case of the twin towers. That's why complete structure of the World Trade Center 7 was pulverized from here to here. And uh, for, for a couple of seconds, uh, the World Trade Center 7 just re uh, resembled uh, a pile of the dust, like a, like a dried up sandy castle you, know, you can make in the beach. So once it was pulverized under the pressure, under gravitational forces, it began to disintegrate. And it slowly, slowly began to crash from downwards, and then it went down and just disappeared. As, as just any dusty structure would. Yes, as you can see, it goes yeah, 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 as, so if, you as, can if, see. as if there's no foundation or nothing. It just, just goes straight down. There's yes, yes, you can that. see in that movie, yes. And you can see that once it started to go down, there was some delaying dust. You can see it clearly in the movie, on top. And there were actually two sources of, uh, of dust. One is on top and one is from, from, from below. So the below dust was ascending, and the dust from above was delaying because the, the, the structure went down too fast. So the dust, the dust from above cannot catch up with it. So that is the proof that was pulverized completely. Pulverized completely. That I don't know, but that kind of makes sense. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you do know. I mean, anybody watching that thinking that it happened just because of fire again no steel reinforced concrete before since 9-11 has ever fallen due to fire especially a steel it's 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 absurd yeah it's, and the fact that it just falls from the bottom like if it was because of fire then like one side would cave in here or you know something would happen you would see stuff like hit uh, but it all just fell it was uh i don't know yeah i mean uh, again you've got you've got this area here that wouldn't it w was so much less weight wise than all this stuff underneath it. I mean, that's still a steel reinforced concrete building underneath it. It wouldn't make all that stuff just literally turn to powder that way, unless there was some major planning and thermite and all those things charges. Um, it, it's crazy to me. Do we have a video of the trade centers actually falling? Um, not not ready but i can find one in moments well because i was looking like on youtube especially and they would show parts of it falling but they wouldn't i couldn't find any of the the angle of it just where it's a straight on like watching it just come down just like brrr. i mean it, it it's it's crazy the speed which it fell in which it fell um yeah if i type in 9 11 buildings falling it's funny because everything that pops up is a uh, cruise missile at the pentagon photoshopped planes at at the world trade center uh even on youtube no i'm look i was looking on rumble okay i'll go to youtube though and like what most, do I most of what you'll find on youtube is all just propaganda bullshit you know um feel good stories you know um not feel good but um you know like they had one about the phone calls which is another thing that's absolutely absurd about that day you can't make phone calls from a plane especially as many as they were 
And they said there was some kind of recording that these women were talking about. Instead of just letting us hear what they're talking about, they they talked about it as if they were there or they heard it. And it, it just did not bring true to me at all. Um, they, they're, it's, it's propaganda, man. It's all bullshit. Um, there's 86 cameras on the Pentagon at all times. And there's not one video of a plane hitting that building. Um, and why didn't they shoot down the planes? There's also something you can look into that NORAD did that day, these military exercises. So that way, so it made all the planes that would normally be the ones that would shoot those planes down, not anywhere around it. And the day before September 10th, you know, the 2 trillion going missing that Jesse Ventura was talking about. I don't know if he talked about it in that video or not, but, um, no, but yeah. All right. Here's a nine 11 buildings falling video. Let's see. Is that up there? Yeah. I could hear a noise on the phone. I looked around and I could see that the desk in front of me was sh uh, shaking. Yeah, this is more bullshit. What that was. I don't know if we'll... Oh, hold on here. The chief of the department yell, the tower has come down. The tower has come down. I didn't think he meant the entire Twin Towers. There are big radio towers on the top. And I thought those towers had come down and hit our building. The 10-second collapse instantly kills hundreds of civilians and emergency personnel. This loud, this loud thunder, we looked up and the, the top of the, half of the building was actually coming down like dominoes and it just fell over to the left. And everybody... All right. See, even that one, even that one, they, they like started to show how quickly it was coming down and how the, the speed of it. And then they pan away from it. And I know I've seen videos out there where they show the whole thing come down mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it happens so fast, dude. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's lots of videos here, but. I don't know. They're all long and I just want a quick towers yeah. falling video but yeah yep, it's hard to find it's almost like they don't want people like us looking up shit like this well let, i mean let's talk about the hijackers for a second too um the 18 guys who simultaneously hijacked four planes with box cutters um they had like zero flying experience there's tons of of airline pilots out there who say there's absolutely no way that that these guys with zero experience, even an experienced pilot would have a hard time doing what they claim they did that day. And these guys had never practiced anything except um, they didn't want to practice uh, taking off or landing. They just wanted to like, they, they practiced on flight simulators. That would be like, that would be like me taking my kid to Chuck E. Cheese or me going to Chuck E. Cheese and getting really good at the driving game and then thinking I can go race in NASCAR or something. You know, I mean, it's it's simplified, but it's very similar. 
Yeah, well, this is what we recorded once earlier and everything fucked up, so we had to start again. But earlier I was saying like, uh, ah, shit, what was I saying? Nope, it's completely left my mind. Oh, yeah. Um, so I know something about 9-11 was bullshit. I, I'm not convinced what exactly, but the like step one of... 9-11 was an inside job is the planes were real. The buildings fell naturally from fire or whatever uh, plane hit the Pentagon, all that stuff. The only difference is the government knew about it ahead of time and let it happen. And that's the easiest thing to prove when you see like George Bush not going under oath, not talking about it, not releasing a transcript of what they said when they were interviewed about 9-11 um, all of that stuff, like they, uh, the, uh, military drills, like the planes being too far away to do anything about it, uh, or the planes that were close were like, this is the drill, right? And somebody else is like, yeah, it's gotta be like, what are the fucking, what are the odds that a building's going to get hit by an airplane the same day that we're pretending that buildings get hit by airplanes. So no, we're not going to go shooting planes down. We'll get in huge trouble because this is just a training exercise like that stuff is step one of the conspiracy. Once you get to step 10, then that's when you get into the shit that we were just watching where there's like a nuke buried underground. I don't even know if that's possible to to disprove. I don't know where the subways and stuff go, but I have to assume there were subways under where the World Trade Centers were, weren't there? So if there was like a bomb blown up below the trade center, you would think people would know or like the whole subway would be destroyed or something. So I don't know how true any of this stuff is. That's what I'm saying here. Like every but what I do know is that it's not 100 percent the way that they told us. We weren't surprised, attacked by something we didn't see coming. And then all of this shit happened. But. For all I know, it could all be true. They could have had thermite painted on the walls inside. They could have used missiles. They could have used Photoshop or Project Bluebeam shit to like make us think that there were planes in the sky. They could have just had people on the ground in New York that was like, did you see that plane? And everybody else is like, I didn't see anything, but I heard a bunch of shit. And they're like, it was the plane. I saw it. And then after they tell that story 10 times then the person who saw nothing was like yeah i saw the plane so then they don't have to do anything fake in new york on the day of all they have to do is fake the videos that they show to everybody else so i don't know but maybe it was just terrorists and we just got unlucky or whatever but i doubt it <laughs> dude i would bet everything but the life of my boy i would bet every nickel i have in the bank i would bet my house everything that the that the at the at the very least the official story of 9-11 is a complete lie, and a lot of people got rich that day, and it gave us incentive, public um, uh, sentiment to go into those seven countries that we bombed the shit out of. Like 1.4 million Middle Eastern people died uh, because of 9-11 in countries that had nothing to do with 9-11. Um, and there's a lot of Americans that don't care about that, but if, if you're any kind of person, I don't know how you can't care about that. It's obviously not cool that we lost 3,000 people, but 1.4 million. And a lot of Americans just flat out don't care about that. And on, on one level, I understand it. But 
but it doesn't make it right at, at all. Um, and it, there, there, there's a video uh, you should you should watch if people are watching this and they're and they're interested in it. Um, you can go to something called Real.TV and find uh, the David Ike interview about 9/11, and he's written several books about it. Um, my webcam is actually sitting on one right now called Alice in Wonderland: uh, The Truth About Why 9/11 Was a Monumental Lie, um, and that's very interesting. Um, I remember, I remember when it actually happened, the, the second tower hitting. And this is one of those things where I was by myself in my basement and in my parents' basement, actually. And I, I watched the tower, the, uh, the plane hit and my screen blacked out just very momentarily. I mean, just like almost like at a movie theater when the screen does that thing. And then it came right back. And I remember thinking like, why would that why would that happen? That didn't have anything to do with the news feed, you know, of the plane hitting. Um, it's not like they were hooked up to the building, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, then, and it just blacked out for a second and I, I was by myself. So I'm just like, shit, I got no one to, <laughs> to run that by. Like, did you see that? Like <laughs> that, that shouldn't have happened. Um, yeah, man, I, I get pretty, it's overwhelming about what to even talk about because there's so much stuff. Yeah. Well, I just add nine 11 to the list of things that I hope we one day get the full truth about. And I don't know, but then I, that makes me go back and think of Q shit where Q was like, we can't tell you the truth about a hundred percent of everything. Like it's gotta be like a 50, 50 sort of deal. And then people were like, how about 80, 20, and then Q was like, we'll say like 60, 40, something like that. But like if we told the truth about everything, there would just the world would be destroyed because every country would hate each other. Nobody would trust each other. Like every country has done shady, terrible shit to lots of other countries. And we just can't put all of that info out there. So, yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe, but- maybe Maybe that explains why you never see people like. Rudolph Giuliani, because you know these people have questions about Building Seven, about the, how it fell, and you know, you know they 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 again intellectually dishonest. I don't know how you can watch that building fall that way and then hear the NIST report and be like, well, I guess they know more than me. Bullshit! You've seen an implosion, and that's clearly what that was. And if Building Seven was imploded, then the other two were probably planned also, and clearly, in my mind, imploded. Um, but I think it's just one of those things where people are so like uh, cognitive dissonance, dissonance. They just don't want to admit that could happen. Um, but you I guess wanna... people. Go Sorry, ahead. go ahead. Yep. I was just gonna say. I guess people like Rudy Giuliani. You know, they're probably they probably come to all of them, been like, "Yeah, this is what actually happened. You can question if you want, and we'll murder you." <laughs> it's like, all right. Right. Or he knows like Giuliani is a good example of somebody who I feel like is probably in on some kind of plan if there is a plan because he's been Trump's lawyer for a long time. He was there on he was mayor of New York on 9-11. So he has like personal investment into all this stuff. And now he's being charged with Rico shit, racketeering and whatnot, because Trump was like a shady election. So. I feel like if if anybody's dialed in on the full plan, Rudy is probably one of them. But I don't know. We'll see. Did you want to play that video of what you said was the bullshit version of the explanation of Building 7? Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. This is the NIST report that you were just talking about. And uh, this is three minutes, but it's uh, this is to me, it's equally convincing in some parts. But like the conspiracy part of me is like, nah, this guy's like a paid shill and it's all bullshit. But we can still watch it. New York City, 2001. No tall building had ever collapsed primarily due to fire. But that's exactly what investigators believe happened to the 47-story World Trade Center Building 7 on September 11th. According to a three-year comprehensive building and fire safety investigation just completed by the National Institute of Standards and Technology, or NIST. World Trade Center 7 collapsed because of fires. We really have a new kind of progressive collapse that we have discovered here, which is a fire-induced progressive collapse. In fact, we've shown for the first time that fire can induce a progressive collapse. NIST used detailed data describing the building and its contents to create the most complex computer simulation of a structure collapse ever made. Falling debris from Tower 1 started fires on 10 floors in Building 7. A break in the city water main from the collapse of the towers disabled sprinklers in the lower half of WTC-7, allowing fires on those floors to burn for seven hours. The NIST computer model was validated with evidence from videos, photos, witness accounts, and other data. It shows that heat from fires expanded long support beams, causing connections and floors to fail. So you look at the floors failing here, and eventually this column 79 is going to buckle, it fails, and then the entire vertical progression takes place. The buckled column caused additional collapsed floors and falling debris that removed support from adjacent interior columns. A chain reaction then caused other interior columns to fail in quick succession. The outside shell of the building fell. The NIST team found no evidence that explosives were involved in the collapse. And our analysis show that even the smallest explosive charge that was capable of bringing down the critical column in the building, had it occurred, uh, we would have seen sound levels of 120 to 130 decibels about a half a mile away. That would have been an incredibly loud sound, and that sound was not picked up by any of the videos or witnesses that we have talked to. The team found that World Trade Center 7's design was generally consistent with the relevant building codes when it was built. Our high-rise buildings in this country are very, very safe. Having a collapse of this nature is a very rare event. Nevertheless, to ensure that buildings do not collapse in fires, even when sprinklers fail or are not present, the NIST team urges re-evaluation of the fire performance of structures with long-span floors and other design elements similar to WTC-7. The team's report also calls for stronger codes, standards, and practices so that other buildings don't suffer the same fate. Well, I'm I guess... Convinced. <laughs> yeah, I guess it worked because, again, no steel-reinforced concrete building since has fallen due to fire, nor did it ever happen before, but three did that day. There's a video somewhere of a plane of a building burning steel-reinforced concrete for 50 hours straight, 50 hours straight, and it's just the shell left because that's what would happen. Um, dude, I, I, it, I'll never believe any of it. Nope. Um Hopefully we get the truth about it. Um, here's one more quick. I'm not even sure if this is actually building seven. This is just a video that I 
stumbled upon. But uh, if it's true, then oh shit. Yep, I don't know. I would think if that was real and true that that you would see and hear that in other angles of it also. But, uh, yep, who knows? Anyway, well, that there, that also happened with the with the twin towers. I mean, you could see you could see it on both sides going all the way down. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those flashes of light, um, and there's videos out there, dude, of of, of a woman uh, leaning out the window on the very floor where the plane went in or very close to it. And she's like leaning against the window and she's waving for help. And I'm like, you're telling us that that was so hot that it literally melted the entire building. But that woman is able to lean her arm against the, the window and, and to wave, you know, it, it's come on. <laughs> yep. I don't know, but I do know that we have 16 minutes left and, uh, We've got some other subjects to get to. You got any other 9-11 comments you want to make? Oh, I could make them all day. Um, well, no. we'll s- save them for next week then. Yeah. Because now we're going to get on to uh, Biden getting impeached. I think that's... Uh, or actually, let's do the non-Biden impeachment related things. Uh, one of them was this bullshit guy, John Kirby. Somebody finally asked somebody in the government like what the hell's up with joe biden always lying about shit is he old and senile or is he just a liar and then this guy's like doesn't even respond to that question he just starts talking about something else but john um in the past couple weeks the president has lied about being at ground zero the day after the september 11th attacks falsely claimed he saw the pittsburgh bridge collapse uh, claimed his grandfather died in the hospital days before his birth. What is going on with the president? Is he just believing things that didn't happen did happen, or is he just randomly making stuff up? The president uh, was deeply touched and honored to be able to spend 9-11 with uh, military members there in Alaska and some families, uh, and uh, was, uh, was was honored by their presence. And the... All right, yeah, it was, he was just like, yeah, no. He, what you're saying doesn't count as a question, so I'm just not going to answer it. Um, let's see. Do we have any other non... Uh, here's a Carrie Lake thing. This is talking about the uh, Hunter Biden laptop. Data on this device is insane. We not only have emails, we have photos, audio messages, videos, a decade of the sitting vice president's life. The um, phone calls. We have These the phone calls are so damning. Hunter will get pardoned for anything federally because I think Joe, if even if it's the last night he's there, Joe will Joe will pardon the family at the federal level because he's terrified of what President Trump will do after the fact. This really depraved. Some of the stuff in here is depraved. I don't even want to read it. It's so depraved. And this is nothing compared to what was not on that laptop. What's in mm-hmm. the cloud I- and what was deleted. They want to keep the truth tellers quiet. 
And we can't allow that. Our, our most powerful weapon right now is our voice. Yes. And I believe that all Americans need to stand up and speak out. Carrie Lake. Stand up and speak out to who, though? You know, I mean. Right. Who's listening? Yeah. Anybody who speaks out against it is mainly just censored or looked or made out to look like they're nuts. You know, that's what sucks about it. That it's this guy that I know the other night, I don't know if he'd want me saying his name or not, but he's a very big conspiracy guy. He's pretty popular. Um, and he was talking about it all being a demoralization campaign, you know, like they're trying to make us be like depressed and, and they're doing a good job. You know, when they give a guy, from the January 6th thing, 22 years, who wasn't violent or anything. And then they give a guy who like raped a four-year-old 180 days. People are just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it, it gets to people. Yeah. Nope. You're right. Um, well, we'll see what happens with all that shit. Um, hopefully- he also said a lot of people were feds like Tucker Carlson and, uh, uh, all these people that you'd be that you're that I was like, really? Like Tucker Carlson and I think he maybe even said Carrie Lake and all these people that you would never think were, you know, federal agents. Um who knows, man. That's when you start getting into the real conspiracy stuff, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah, but it makes sense, you know. I mean, if I wanted to divide a country, I would uh put a bunch of people out there on both sides, you know, and have them say opposite things just to give people something to fight about. But, but at the same time, it's, and this could just be my bias or whatever, I guess. But when I hear, and we'll show a few clips of it here in a minute, but like when I hear people saying there's no evidence of any Biden wrongdoing, I know that they're just, they're, either being paid to say that or they're super biased, you know, like they refuse to, to look at this stuff. But the interesting thing, well, first I'm going to uh, let, uh, we don't, I'm not going to play the Kevin McCarthy thing. Kevin McCarthy put a video out saying like, we're doing an, an impeachment inquiry. And then somebody found Marjorie Taylor green and asked her about it. And she explains it pretty well. So I'm going to play that real quick. Uh, is the inquiry open right now? Are we, I mean, is there a vote that's going to be taken in the House of Representatives? What, what do the next steps look like? That's a great question because there's some confusion. There's two ways to open an impeachment inquiry. You, the House can take a vote or the Speaker of the House can announce and start and open the investigation. He can open the impeachment inquiry. That was a precedent set forward by former Speaker of House Nancy Pelosi, and that's what he chose to do today, and I think it was. I'm going to pause real quick because I think that's interesting too. the fact that um, before Trump, the only way to get an impeachment inquiry going was you had to have the whole House of Representatives vote on it. And then Trump came along. Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House at the time, and she just said impeachment inquiry. And the Fox News, Newsmax sort of people were like, hey, wait, don't you have to vote on that or something? And she was like, nope, you sure don't. And then they were like, all right, whatever. So that's this is the first that I can remember where one of these precedent things has actually come back to bite the the side that did it in the first place. Like yeah. they're doing impeachment without voting on it because that's what 
the last speaker of the house did and nobody complained about it at the time on their side you know Anyway, yeah. I'm going to let her keep going. Where's she at? Where do you see this ending up? Do you see this ending in removal from office for President Biden? Do you see this going even to a Senate trial, making out of the House of Representatives? What's the ceiling for this? Well, uh, what I actually want to see is I want to see a very deep dive, a detailed investigation, no matter how long it takes. And it may take months and months. Um, it may go all the way to the November election. But what we need to do is we need to investigate Joe Biden. But we also need to investigate the web of people that exist in our federal agencies, the FBI, the DOJ, the CIA, and many others serving not only in this administration, the former administration, and the one before it, maybe even further. We need to find the people that have covered up Joe Biden's crimes and all of the Biden family's corruption. That's what's most important to me because I really do believe in gutting the federal government of corruption, and this is the way we can start. I can't disagree with her at all. Man, we've only got seven minutes left, so I'm going to try to cram in as much as I can here at the end. Um, here is, uh, I've got like four videos of people saying there's no evidence, uh, but first I'm going to just play this quick back and forth here. Records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals. Republicans have presented zero absolutely zero evidence there are thousands of pages of documents relating to financial transactions zero evidence we've identified six new biden family members involved absolutely no evidence there's no evidence president biden has any involvement here text messages from hunter's laptop where hunter complains about having to carve out huge amounts of the money he makes for his father. Quote, but unlike Pop at the bottom, I won't make you give me half your salary. No evidence of that. Well, I mean, he hasn't produced any evidence. They have uncovered no evidence. Various shell companies and this web of LLCs. You have Rosemont Seneca Partners, Rosemont Seneca Advisors, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, RSP Holdings. CNN has reported on this. There's no evidence. RSTP to Bravo, Rosemont Seneca Thornton, Rosemont Seneca they haven't produced much evidence. We've seen very little evidence. According to the testimony, President Joe Biden was there when Hunter Biden messaged Chinese businessman Henry Zhao on WhatsApp. I am sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. You will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. No evidence of that. A bribery scheme of which there isn't any evidence to back that up. There is really no evidence. Well, we've been presenting evidence. We've been presenting bank records that show wires from China uh, mm -hmm. that were then laundered through shell companies. There has been no evidence. There's been no evidence at all. They have no okay. evidence. Say it again. Yeah, they, they have no evidence. Archer did not provide any evidence connecting President Biden to his son's business dealing. He was aware of Hunter's business. He met with Hunter's business partners. He, I mean, you found a letter that, that illustrates that he knew me. In the, in the rear view, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an abuse of soft power, I'd say. Has any of them once provided evidence of what they are claiming? Well, not uh, anything other than circumstantial evidence. The National Archives allegedly has 5,400 emails showing then-Vice President Biden using phony names to communicate government information to his son, Hunter. They don't appear to have direct evidence linking him to his son, Hunter. Republicans have no evidence. Can I just say evidence of, of, of what? Records released from the National Archives show Hunter Biden's investment firm, Rosemont Seneca Partners. Rosemont Seneca Partners. Exchanging more than, sit down for this number, 
1,000 emails with Joe Biden's office during his time as vice president. They complete in total lack of evidence. There was no evidence of any wrongdoing by President Biden. Archer revealed that the first son put then-Vice President Joe Biden on speakerphone more than 20 times during business meetings. I should point out. Now, it is important to keep in mind there's no evidence. No evidence. No actual evidence. No evidence. No, no evidence. evidence. They have yet to provide any hard evidence that the president himself has done anything wrong. So... Uh, to comment on that, one thing that's interesting, and this is what this next guy kind of gets into, is that they've found all of this, and I'll admit, circumstantial evidence of millions of dollars going to different members of the Biden family without them providing anything in return. So, but none of it is going to like a Joe Biden Bank of America account or anything like that. But the only reason that they don't have that information yet is because they haven't actually gotten any subpoenas to look at Joe Biden's bank accounts or Hunter Biden's bank accounts. They're only finding this information by subpoenaing random banks and these random uh, shell companies that they've started. And so hold on, I'm going to let this guy explain this real quick. Um, boom only just widespread corruption but money laundering if not influence peddling itself and we also have the president or the vice president at the time on record saying that the prosecutor was fired well son of a bitch the prosecutor was fired right because the prosecutor was going after the the company that his son was working on that's what we have if you can't see that if you are if you are that blunt look I'll turn it over to the attorneys. People can't see that they think it's political revenge. it's because you don't report on it so if you're a federal prosecutor you would be asking yourself, how can there not have been an indictment for a FARA violation against Hunter Biden? How can that's a foreign agent registration act? Hunter was getting money from foreign countries and he didn't have to register for anything. Possibly I, my understanding and con, uh, discussions with staff have confirmed my impulse that this would be very much the, the basis of a, a Foreign Corrupt Practices Act investigation, uh, given the circumstances that we know. The question is, you know, it's funny. After we come out of the events of John Durham, for example, testified to, to our committees about how investigations proceeded through our investigative agencies without proper predication, it's not that you have to prove the case. It's not that you understand to this point, there's not been a single subpoena to a Hunter Biden bank account or a Joe Biden bank account or any other Biden family member's bank account. Because until an impeachment, until an impeachment inquiry commences, that's not a jurisdictional possibility. There's ample predication at this point in time based on that very unusual set of circumstances, which is for no apparent payment for expertise or services rendered Biden family members writ large received over $20 million. That we know now, of. It is very simple for someone just to insist there's an absence of evidence. But you, if you can look in the face of that and contend that, that's, you know, anyone has a right to their opinion. What they can't do is change the facts. All right. And now we're down to the last minute. So probably no more videos for the day. Um, we had a weird computer thing, so we're only allowed 56 minutes today, and we're at 54 and a half. Okay. Um, last thing I'd like to say is that uh, you should, if you're watching this and you're intrigued by 9-11, you should look into it more. And I personally hope they don't impeach Joe Biden or get rid of him. I uh, hope he runs again, uh, because otherwise they're just going to bring out Michelle, and she has a chance to beat Trump, or at least 
they could steal it a lot easier with her than they could Dum Dum. Well, I just can't wait to see what happens next. This is like uh, the uh, Avengers Infinity Saga movie 13 of 30. So I'm just like, I just want to see the 30th movie and find out what, what was happening the whole time. But anyway, yeah. good episode. Thanks for watching. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. God bless all of you and take care. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.